the Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. The time has just gone by 6 p.m., which means that it's time for the business buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1 for your weekly dose of business, finance, and economics news. Uh, we're broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Leo Mob, Justice Kavaz, and I'll be your host until about 7 p.m. Who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we unpack and keep you entertained, educated, and intrigued. Today is the last to Thursday of the month which means it's time for us to give you our brand new heavy. Our brand new heavy is uh, the time of the month where we take time to celebrate a young person in South Africa who is 35 years and below who is doing the things in their various fields of endeavor. Uh, The person can either be a business person, they can be a lawyer, a doctor, politician whatever it is, as long as they are a young person making an impact we are definitely interested in you. So today we're going to be talking to Annalisa Tuswa, who is a financial journalist and she is making a lot of headway. Uh, you might have recognized her. She uh, has had uh, quite a bit of a career. She is a Vitsi, uh, but has uh, since moved on from Vitsi Vuzela, for example, and has gone on to organizations such as ENCA and CNBC Africa. So we're going to be talking to her. She is here with us in studio. We're going to be getting to know a little bit about her story and then we're going to get into what she wants to be remembered for with her legacy so that's how our show is going to be looking otherwise on the other side of this we're going to be getting into our business wrap that's a part of the show we give you the roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news and then we have Klingewe in studio who's going to be giving us our buffalo index for the state of your 100 rand remember that you can keep in touch with us uh, follow voice of vits 88.1 on social media on on uh, Facebook, sorry, we are our FM, that's Voice of Vits, and we have our Facebook page, that's the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VowFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. 0847849122, that's the number uh, you can dial for our WhatsApp line, and then you can also stream the station live on VowFM.co.za. Remember that podcast of the Business Buzz show that includes this one and all others are online. Uh, we are vits.journalism.com co.za forward slash business make sure you keep it locked we are here until about 7 p.m don't turn that down this is the business buzz business rap with ken sweat Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on VowFM 88.1. It's time for us to get into our business wrap for the week. That's the part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. On the line, we're joined by our financial expert. We have Ken Swettenham. How are you, Ken? I'm very well today. And yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Now, something that we've been talking about for a number of weeks is the issue of the rand. Um, How are we looking on that front? Well, today the rand has come off fairly sharply, and, and as I'm looking, it's lost exactly 2% against the dollar on the day and almost 2% against the pound and uh, even 1.75% against the euro. And for those who are interested, about the same percentage loss against the Australian dollar as well. So looking at trading well above 14.60 to the, to the uh, dollar at the moment and slipping just over 19 to the pound, if any of your listeners are interested in that. And, uh, and then these are poor results, and it's on the back of ongoing economic struggles in Turkey. 
And as in fact, as one economist said, uh, in fact, Andre Boutro, Treasury One, uh, gave a tongue-in-cheek comment that the rand is guilty by association with the Turkish, <laughs> Turkish lira. And if, if the, your listeners want to know why are we guilty by association, well, we're both emerging market economies. And if one emerging market economy does badly, sadly, um, it seems to affect all, all emerging market economies. That's people like ourselves, Russia, Brazil, uh, India, and of course, in this case, uh, Turkey is a culprit. Um, when it comes to this type of contagion, um, Ken, what are some of the things that we should be looking out for? Because... Um, I think there was the famous week about two weeks ago when the RAND um, slid quite a bit because of what was going on on in Turkey. So is there anything that the listening public should be aware of about, you know, some of the factors that do affect South Africa? Or is the currency sort of just waiting to see what's what's happening out in the world is it just something that happens and we can't do anything about it or are there ways that we can be hedging against this well, well it is let me answer that question in, in in a couple of parts first of all we obviously cannot control what goes on in other parts of the world and our currency being a very minor currency and by world standards i mean we use it for our day-to-day um, shopping and whatever we need to do but of course uh you know, it's important to us, but it's not very important to most other people in the world. So we are affected by what happens elsewhere in the world. And in this case, it's it's uh, problems in Turkey. If the dollar happens to show strength, we show weakness. And so there's not a lot that, that the currency can do to protect itself against what happens elsewhere. And in fact, our, our end movements in recent times have been far more uh, affected by what goes on elsewhere in the world, by what's actually happening in South Africa itself. You, you did ask a very interesting question. It says, can we hedge against it? Well, the answer is yes, we can. Um, if any of your listeners have anything linked to offshore investment funds, even if they're RAND-based investment funds, they will have seen a very nice uptick in the value of those funds over the last uh, four to six weeks because they are affected by what the RAND does. And when the RAND weakens, we do tend to get a growth in these offshore funds. So anybody who's interested in in, in a weakening rand, or if they believe they continue to weaken, they should be looking at some sort of offshore for some of their investment uh, money as, as a diversification. Uh, speaking of the markets, how are the South African markets actually looking this week? Well, we've had uh, we had one day about two weeks ago where the markets had a horrible day, where they dropped over three percent in the day, and and we all sort of hit our hands on our foreheads and said, "What on earth is going on?" And, and the market slipped to around an index level of 55,000. Well, in the last two weeks, we have had the most magnificent run on the market that we've had in probably last uh, three years. And uh, in fact, earlier this week, on Tuesday, in fact, it, it went over the 60,000 index, the all share. So over the last two weeks, we've had a total growth of around 9% in our market, which um, is very good if you happen to invest two weeks ago, of course. It's uh, off slightly today, about around about half a percent, but um, that's not serious. That's, that's really what we would call profit-taking. There's been some good growth, and the big corporate investors then say, thank you very much, you've made some money, and they take that money off the table, and the market drops slightly. 
Um, our resource market has done fabulously well. That's, be, that's had a growth of well over 20% this year to date so far. So anybody in, in um, resource stocks or resource funds will have done extremely well this year. And of course, for the first time, we are actually slightly up on the all share index for the year, around about 2% after being in negative territory for most of the year. So for your unit trusts, your, your pension funds, your, your policies linked to these funds, we're going through a very good run at the moment. So you heard it right there. The RAND is actually weakened about 2% today. And you heard that the OSHA index is actually um, doing relatively well, specifically in the resources sector. So that's it in terms of our business wrap for today. That was us on the line with Ken Swettenham, giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. On the other side of this, we get into our Buffalo index. Keep it locked. This is the business buzz. More justice on the business buzz. This is the business buzz. It's time for us to get into our Buffalo Index. We just came from giving you our business wrap for your weekly roundup of business and economics news. But right now, it's time for us to tell you the state of your 100 rand uh, today. And we have uh, the amazing Klingue in studio with us yes. uh, to let us know the things. How are you, Klingue? I'm good, thank you, Madiwa. How are you doing? Yeah, no, no, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How's uh, my 100 Rand looking today? 100 Rand's looking really, really good. I mean, especially considering that we're talking all things financial today. Um, uh, the state of your 100 Rand today focuses as uh, per our brand new heavy uh-huh. on financial literacy and journalism. And we have a few suggestions on how you can spend that 100 bucks to increase your financial knowledge. Cool, cool, cool. So we'll start off with um, our books. So there's a number of books which are business related that you can uh, purchase and you can um, purchase these. Uh, and specifically, these are New York Times business bestseller um, list at the moment. So yeah. we have three of them. And the first one is Measure What Matters by John Doerr. And that goes for 3.2 um, Buffaloes on Loot. And then the second one is Bad Blood by John Carriero, and that's 3.3 Buffaloes on Loot. And then you have Principles by Ray Dalio, and that's Uh, 3.1 Buffaloes on Take a Lot. So all of them pretty much around your um, three Buffalo mark. Yeah. And and then secondly, if you don't have that kind of cash, um, you can also um, be rest assured that you're not going to be left out of the business buzz um, radar because there's a business book club, an organization that regularly does events that focus um, on financial authors here in Johannesburg. And the upcoming one is on John Sine, um, author of Magnetize, and that's happening next week. Um, it's not going to cost you a buffalo, and all you have to do is to donate a pre-loved business book um, and um, this is donated to the Signature Library which is a charity organization in Soweto um, or you can buy a second-hand book if you don't have one already um, and if you want um, more current information that's our third item for the day if you want more current information rather than books you can go online for financial news um, like that like business live and the cool thing about this is that once you subscribe you get access to a whole lot of business news and um, for the premium digital subscription package you get access to um, business live which includes the business day financial mail Sunday times business times um, as well as selected um, daily financial times Times content, um, the plus Morningstar financial tools, etc. And um, 
this costs you um, 10 rands, which is a tenth of a buffalo for the first month. And then you pay 1.2 buffaloes per month afterwards. Um, and, that's so, and that sounds really affordable for the kind of content and value for money that you seem to be getting. Um, and they also have a more ex- expensive um, package and option that you can have access to, which includes uh, Wall Street Journal, if that is what you would prefer. So... There's a whole lot of information and avenues through which people can obtain their financial literacy knowledge. So out of all of these, what do you think is the best bang for your buck? Would you rather do the books, uh, do the book club, or maybe get into one of these newspaper subscriptions? I like reading. Um, I love books. I've always loved books. I mean, I even have um, a Kindle and I'm just, um, because I was, you know, trying to do the whole being more conscious around, you know, paper and printing and the environment and all those things. But I feel so guilty because I still love my books. You know, <laughs> like turning the page just sort of gives you like a sense of progress and you feel like you, you know, it's your book. Whereas it's like an attachment I don't really have with like things that are online. Mm. that everyone else sort of has access to and it's not really like a physical copy. So I, I would be more the, the, the book club person mm. um, where I can even like maybe sit around with people and then we discuss specific um, uh, books and we do reviews and we discuss such content. I think that's more my vibe than, than, than the other means. I think for me, uh, the the subscription, yeah, uh, newspaper subscription might just be just the best, just because um, I feel like, especially with the the ones that you've just mentioned, uh, Business Day, Financial Mail, Sunday Times, Business Times. Mm. That's a lot of content for just one. It's value for money. You know it's I mean? value for money for sure, mm. for sure. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's yeah to to each his own, but it's definitely value for money either way. <laughs> <laughs> So we are talking financial journalism because our brand's new heavy for today is a financial journalist. On the other side of this, we get into uh, our interview with Annalisa Tuswa. Make sure you keep it locked for that. Uh, Getting to know a little bit more about her, what makes her tick. She is in studio with us. So definitely make sure you don't turn that down. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. You're tuned in to The Business Buzz. Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on VFM 88.1. It is our brand new heavy. And for those who don't know, our brand new heavy is uh, uh, the last Thursday of each month. We take time to celebrate a young person in South Africa who is doing other things in their field of endeavor. And in studio today, we are happy uh, and proud to have uh, Annalisa Tuswa, uh, who is a business news reporter and a producer. Uh, but before we get into uh, knowing a little bit more about her. Uh, remember that you can join in the conversation and let us know what you think of what's going on in and around the business buzz. On Facebook, we have Val FM, that's Voice of Vits, and we have our Vits uh, Radio Academy Facebook page. And then on Twitter, we are at Val FM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So yes, uh, as I said, we have Annalisa Tuswa, uh, who is a business news uh, reporter and producer. 
Uh, she has worked for a number of organizations, including CNBC Africa and ENCA. And, you know, we, we have to celebrate the fact that uh, she's from the building, literally, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, she was, she's actually a, uh, a former VIT student and actually was a writer for the VITS Vuvuzela um, back in her day. She actually describes herself as a business news gatherer, a blogger, and a brand strategist. Uh, very quickly, hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Business news gatherer? Um, so it's a job description. Actually, my title for work for yeah. NCA specifically, when it, when the post was advertised, yeah. it said business news gatherer. So what it entails, it means you gather news, any form of gathering, whether it's from the desk, from the field, um, taking pictures, you're still gathering news. So it doesn't limit you. Okay, yeah. uh, I, I just never heard of a business news gathering. I was like, okay, that's that's actually quite. Uh, <laughs> it's actually quite. It's actually quite clever. So, uh, just for us to begin uh, our conversation, uh, can you just give us a little bit of a background on who Annelisa is and how you go from Vuvuzela to, uh, you know, the the, the rest <laughs> of the rest of the journalism space out there. Well, um, originally I'm from the Eastern Cape. Yeah. Um, was born and bred in the Eastern Cape, a small, well, town um, called Port Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. I'm a typical Kasi girl, so I come from a township, yeah. a small township called Warma. Um, from a family of three, um, ladies only. Mm. And yeah, so I, I went to Wits. I did my undergrad in politics and economics. Yeah. And then I, for honors year. I went into honors in journalism yeah. where I majored in broadcast and did a f- short course in fi- writing for finance. And I think that was the beginning of everything um, because, I mean, I <laughs> by the time I was leaving VITS, I already had a scholarship, um, a, well, I had a, a bursary that yeah. covered my honors. Okay. Um, so I already had a, an internship that I had secured for the following year. So whoever was funding you, um, it meant that the following year you go and work for them. And lucky for me, um, my funder was CNBC Africa. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I got into everything. And I mean, the, from the... I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to ask what actually prompted the decision for you to uh, come to the city for your university. You know, I, I personally went to university at Rhodes, you know, so I'm familiar with uh, Port Elizabeth a little bit. You know, there's uh, NMU, there's Rhodes in the area etc so why come to the city um i think uh, one of the major contributors to my decision was uh i went to a school my high school was five minutes away from home it was a walking <laughs> distance um so i needed to have a, a varsity experience i was okay. looking for a, a place where i could actually start discovering myself because i'm yeah. the last one at home ah. so i I'll always be a baby at home. So <laughs> I think I, when I was doing my application for varsity, I avoided NMMU. Mm. I avoided roads. I, oh, wow. I avoided all the Eastern Cape institutions yeah. um, because I wanted to grow. I, I was ready for my life. So in terms of the journalism route, I, I feel like 
people that are sort of uh, more in the journalism space tend to run away from numbers, graphs, figures, and, you know, these things called economics and business. So why the inclination to go towards financial journalism? Um, I think for me, again, um, I didn't study journalism undergrad. Yeah. So I did politics and I had IPE, which was political economics. Okay. So I was already exposed to economics um, with that. But then also in high school, I did some, you know, that economics that they do in high school. <laughs> <laughs> the um, most basic stuff. <laughs> yes. No, at least you get to understand what GDP is. Um, but I, I think my final decision, though, came from... I've always been excited when it came to journalism. Mm. I've always found the people that I watched on TV, people like Nopolo Khrotbom, the news anchors, quite um, fascinating. I I, I admired their jobs. Um, And... But there was something missing um, for me when it came to news um, because you you realize that this is a very important platform um, that your people consume. My When I say my people, I mean people in the township. Yeah. Um, they actually consume a lot of news. Mm. But the content was not as educational as I would have liked it to be. Yeah. It became one of the things that you see people have access to it, but you don't understand what the impact it is. Um, and I think the older I got, uh, the more it became clear that there was a huge gap in terms of news. And I think the decision to go into honors and journalism specifically, yeah. I went in a way that I wanted to either major in politics or economics when it came to my speci- my journalism specialization. Mm. And I mean, I took the decision to go into economics and I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit around that because yeah. um, you said that um, your funders were CNBC <laughs> Africa and then obviously that's the first place you went to. How was that experience and then how did you then find yourself? Because uh, currently you're, in, you're at ENCA because you, uh, I'm sure a lot of our young listeners are probably sitting there and, you know, they wonder in terms of yeah. career uh, career. Uh, path and progression you know when is it the right time for you to be making you know maybe a switch from one to another you know is it ever too short or too long to be with an organization and the like okay so with me um by the time i was leaving vetovuzela i had already done full year of journalism because that course is intense um (laughs) you become a writer photographer i mean my friends who majored in radio were actually here they were here at val so um the entire system for me had already prepared me for my next yeah um so by the time i got to cnbc i was hands-on i was not just a junior i was not just an intern yeah i was the person that if they needed a journalist to go out i'd go out Mm. um if they needed a producer to go full produce for one of the anchors I'll jump in I mean I remember there was a time where I was even learning how to do a market update <laughs> um, so I think in that six months of the internship yeah. um, because I started as an intern I utilized all the resources that we actually avail- like available to me mm. um, I didn't have working hours I would come in at seven and if it's time if I'm not done by six I stay until seven o'clock so I I, I genuinely think that was but again, by the time I had left Vets and Vets of Zella, I was prepared. Okay. I understood what a newsroom was. Um, and I mean, from that six months, I got a retainer. So they employed me. Mm. Um, and they employed me as a reporter and producer. Mm. And I wasn't doing anything that I hadn't done when I was an intern. So my journey from there was <laughs> easier because I had 
already established what I wanted in the field. And I mean, I fell in love with journalism more, especially financial journalism when I got there. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about being a young person in a newsroom is that there's so many big sisters who've, like, who've been there for a while, who understand that this out of varsity, she's from a politics beat on campus, so we need to try and put her back into finance and economics and I learned a lot in that six months and like I said by the time I got to the actual job title that said reporter and producer I had already done my homework Mm. yeah and then the switch to NSF um I think it was time (laughs) (laughs) so um I left CNBC after a year and two months yeah um and it was an opportunity came Mm. um but secondly I was looking for a new platform yeah you when you look at how the financial journalism industry is structured you've got financial journalism which is very niche right yeah. and you've got consumer finance yeah and by the time I was at CNBC I had already realized that that platform was very heavy finance news yeah um and it had defeated the purpose of why I actually joined journalism, financial journalism, which was to try and educate and bring certain kind of news that is educational to my people. Mm. It was very niche. Um, Omar at home didn't know what <laughs> we were talking about. I mean, we st- we had the best interviews. We had CEO of the top four, yeah. 40 on the JSE because it was CNBC Africa, but it was still not accessible. Um, so by the time I joined, joined ENCA, I was looking for a new home, mm. um, a place where I could have my people could have access to the information that I wanted to to actually give out. Um, and most importantly, I was looking for a platform where I could easily grow. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I joined ENCA as a news gatherer, yeah. which was quite a very... <laughs> Interesting a, title. Open, <laughs> open-ended title, actually, uh. because it's... I mean, I know so many people have the same title at the office, but we don't do the same job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so sort of your own interpretation of what this thing is. Yes, okay. um, and what you make out of it. And I I joined ENCA as, and I was part of the Moneyline team, yeah. which is was our only business show at the time. Yeah. And I worked with an amazing anchor, which was Sikim Kabateli. Um, there was a lot of unlearning to do um, because <laughs> I was coming from finance, corporate business news mm-hmm. where they were talking about someone's share price and, 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 and. And I was moving to ENCA where there were more economics. They, If we ever did company news, it would be how does shop rights um, share price affect the person that works there? Mm. Will we have problems of unemployment? Which for me, I actually enjoyed a lot because it meant that Ukokwekaya, again, could actually understand how this whole shop right business story comes back to her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, it's um, it, it was a, a career changing um, <laughs> a move but again I wouldn't trade financial journalism for any form of journalism so you did mention just now that when you first started at ENCA you're working with easily one of the most recognizable people in financial journalism um, that's seeking Gava Delhi and 
how do you sort of navigate that because i'm sure that's someone that you used to follow back in the day and then uh now you're sort of in the same room with this person <laughs> is there um is, is a person starstruck in such a situation or do you sort of say this is the job and you just do it so i think you just do it hey eh? it's it's the job um but because you are also journalists are not celebrities that's what i always say to my people <laughs> the nice thing about journalism is that when you sit in a room with another journalist, yeah. it becomes a free flow conversation. So the first time I met her, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of her work. And now I'm here producing for the star, big financial journalist. I, I knew that I needed to take my notes. Yeah. So it was a space for me to learn. Um, it was a space for me to be open for conversations that I wasn't comfortable of having, mm. which meant that if I didn't... If I, I if I didn't agree with her on something, I still needed to be the producer that says no. This is mm. this is how I said. Um, mm. So I couldn't be a groupie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, working with her was amazing. I won't even lie. Um, it it was again it was it's that big sister in the newsroom. We I, I remember my the first three months I used to work nine until six, mm. um, meaning that by the time the show would go on air, I wouldn't be there. Mm. So it was just the communication over WhatsApp, emails, back and forth. And I mean, she would call me at 7 o'clock and I'm at home. And she said, say, Anelisa, I just got your email. I don't understand this. <laughs> and you sort of have to get into it at the And time. I don't have my emails with me. Yeah. Now I'm panicking because my anchor is not happy and my anchor is yeah. a speak person. Um, but I mean, I, I, by six months later, we were having the time of our lives. Yeah. Um, we had made a few changes on the show, enjoyed it. And I mean, I worked with an amazing team. Mm. Um, it, was, it was really nice. And then moving on from there, I like, uh, the fact that you've just brought in the fact that you worked with an amazing team uh, but I want to you know talk about a different you know team and that's I guess your family like what type of support structure do you have um, around you off air just now you're talking about how uh, we were sort of laughing about how the job is sort of like a 24 hour thing and you've just alluded to the fact that you know sometimes the calls will come out will come at the sort of unquote unquote unusual times you know so what sort of people do you have around you do they understand your job uh, who do you call when you've had a tough day you know that type of thing um again um i think because of when i left home i left home seven years ago yeah. um i i left everything i literally needed to start over yeah um i had to make my own family in the city mm. and i was blessed enough to meet one of my best friends Oodwa. um i met him on my second day in varsity um and i mean i i think that's been my structure um that's been the person that when i like when i got off my internship contract mm. and said i was offered this job um, I called him first. Yeah. Um, when I got my offer for ENCA, before I even signed my contract, I called my best friend and I said, buddy, I'm not sure. Can you look at this for me quickly? Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the time, we did undergrad together. Oh, and okay. then after undergrad, I went into honors. And then he decided to go back into Vets Law School and start a new degree to study law. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I, I think I've got a very solid um, structure. I've got about three, four best friends. Yeah. Sounds funny. Um, 
Odwa, lawyer, Mzwa, he's an economist. I've, I have a very good Jobek structure. Okay. Um, and that's my Jobek family. And those are the easy, accessible people for me mm. um, because they are at a phone call away. They are an Uber away. They actually drive away. Yeah. Um, in terms of home, I, I think home has done a very good job in terms of grooming me. Okay. Um, I come from a very... I think it's a it's a black family where the mother is the sole provider. Yeah. Um, and my mom is a domestic worker and yeah. she has done everything that she can to provide for us. Yeah. So by the time I was moving to Joburg, I knew that this was my show. I needed to run my own show. Mm. Um, so when I call home, I normally call home for updates. I update them <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, I, and I mean, I... I I, I get a lot of support, yeah. but I don't think at home they understand that I work 10 to 12 hours sometimes. Yeah. Um, they think I'm a journalist. Um, I don't even think they understand that it's financial journalism. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a very different structure, but I mean, I think those two structures for me um, have put me at a very good position that I would be lying if I said there was a day where I woke up yeah. and I didn't know who to call. Okay, yeah. we just have one more question for this particular session. Um, we've spoken a lot, but you've mentioned a lot uh, around the type of hours you, you put in that you've been putting in over the years and all of that stuff. Perhaps for the benefit of our young listeners um, that might be either looking into a career in journalism or any other field for that matter, what is the reality coming out of university and actually entering that corporate space? Because I think sometimes as youth, we tend to be a bit entitled sometimes. You think that just because you have a degree um, that things are to sort of flow smoothly for you? Um, I think uh, one of the things that, I mean, I I only realized and picked it up once I got into the workplace is yeah. that your qualification is very important. Mm. But when you get to the workplace, it's not the most important thing. Mm. Um, and I'm saying this because I've got two. Mm. Um, and in both of my jobs, and I'm going on my third one now, um, <laughs> I've had to unlearn and learn every time so when i left cnbc moving into enca i didn't get into enca because i had two degrees from vets yeah i got in because i looked like someone was promising that had the energy and the drive mm. and when i got in i used that and i sold myself that you guys won't regret the fact that you took me in as a, someone with a drive and ambition. Yeah. I still push that um, agenda. Mm. So I think a lot of young people need to make that decision that when you leave it, whether you're an accounting student, uh, law student, when you get to the workplace, as much as you come from this good institution with this great qualification, you need there's a lot of learning to do when you get in. And actually, 90% of your career comes from the work that you do in when you get into the workplace. Mm. Yeah. So. so you heard it. We're in studio with Annelisa Tuswa. She's just uh, given us some pearls of wisdom. You know, your degree is a very important thing. But sometimes what you do with the degree is more important than having 
that degree and she's uh, dropping a, a lot of knowledge for us she is our brand new heavy uh, for this month we're just uh, getting to know her a bit more but we're going to take a quick break and then on the other side of this we continue with our conversation keep it locked this is the business buzz the business, the business buzz. buzz on the line we're actually joined by uh, the ceo of the national arts festival tony lancaster and we're going to be looking at the business of festivals we conduct a major economic and social impact study and what we found in the last survey in 2016 is that the festival contributes around about 377 million rand to the to the gdp of the province of eastern cape and about 94 million rand to the gdp of grahamstown tune in to the business buzz every thursday from 6 to 7 p.m only on power fm We are with our brand new heavy Annalisa Tuswa in studio. We are discussing financial journalism. Why is it important? Why has she uh, decided that this is the path for her and how she is making an impact in a number of organizations? And and in a bit, she's going to be telling us a little bit about what she's currently working on and what we should be looking out for in the future. But for now, very quickly, uh, we just want to do something you know uh, a bit a bit more you know fun uh, very quickly just do some uh, some some quick fire questions <laughs> <laughs> some quick fire questions um so i'm just going to you know give you a scenario you give me the first thing that comes to your head okay you know if you want to explain you can explain but yeah now nah, so let's get started okay Number one, number one best place for you to get business news. Shenet. Shenet. Um, the one finance book everyone should read. Um, Warren Buffett's. Um, I just forgot the title. Okay, cool. Yeah. But this one, Warren Buffett. Yes. Cool. Every book by him. I <laughs> one financial habit to start today. Uh, open a tax-free savings account. Okay, I, I, I had not thought about that, but okay. You heard her open a tax-free savings account. Uh, what do you spend uh, money on that you shouldn't? A guilty pleasure. Wine, lots of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Heels or flats? Heels. Heels. Dream job? Uh, to actually be a journalism lecturer. Oh, okay. I like that one. Side hustles or all your eggs in one basket? <laughs> Side hustles. Okay, cool. So, you you know, multiple. Everywhere. Multiple. Be everywhere. Okay. Um, out of, out of, just out of interest, any song that you'd want to listen to right now? Um, there is a song by a good friend of mine. Um, it's called... Uh, What's the song by Blacklist? It's on this new song. It's on this um, new album, I'll tell you now. Um, the fact that you said Blacklist, I'm there with you. Yeah, he's Since a good friend of mine. And he actually has such a nice new album. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm doing a mini promo here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I actually was listening to the album when I was coming here. Um, it's called My Love, yeah. My Love. Yeah. Cool. Um, pet peeve? Just one. Are you sure you want me to answer this with me? Okay. Unless, <laughs> you want to give, unless you want to give us a top five. <laughs> Let's skip that. <laughs> Let's skip that. Okay, cool. Uh, writing or producing TV? Um, writing. Writing. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, best source of news on social media? Hashtags. Hashtags. 
Okay. And then uh, early mornings or late nights? Uh, early morning. Early morning. I'm at 5 a.m. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like that one. And out of interest, you know, uh, I noted that you said you prefer writing. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I, I genuinely think it's, it's easier for me. Yeah. Um, and I love easy things, joking. <laughs> um, but I think for me, writing has become a, a hobby more yeah. than anything. So I, I could still be producing, but I, I still write. Mm. So in, 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 in a normal day, if I'm not tweeting, which is writing, I'm writing something on my journal because I keep a journal. Okay. That actually leads very well to our next question, uh, which is what are you reading at the moment? Uh, currently, I'm not reading anything because I'm trying to... Uh, well, I started my master's. I'm reading my <laughs> <laughs> my readings uh-huh. and I've got about 31 page each of the eight that is due for my... Um, for my first chapter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I, I did my master's a couple of years ago. It's, it's shine, a lot. Shine, shine, yeah. shine. <laughs> but it's a lot. Like, I think uh, people don't realize, no. like, what actually goes into it. And to think I'm still on proposal stage. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And then uh, the last question, uh, which is the question that we ask all our brand new heavies, is uh, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I you know that question for me I find it very tricky because yeah. in, in two or three years from now there's a good chance that I would have redrafted my goals yeah. um, I would have revisioned everything mm. um, and so for me for now I think my next uh, my tomorrow is making sure that I can complete my masters yeah. um, my next year is to continue with what I'm currently working on and five years from now, I'm hoping that I could be back in academia. Like I said, I want to. Um, I'm heading towards the PhD stream. Yeah. Um, so I, I think for now, again, I'm hoping that I'll be Doctor Tuswasu. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We uh, those blessings we're sending them all <laughs> <I receive>. to you. <laughs> and then uh, I think you know that brings us sort of to the end of our discussion. But you did bring something. You sort of teased something earlier on when you were saying that um, you know you moved from you know Vitsuvuzela to CNBC, and then you learned something there. Then you went to ENCA, and then you are now talking, saying that now in your next move, and then you sort of glossed over it. What is this next move? <laughs> Um, so I'm relocating to Cape Town. Oh wow! Um, I got a new job offer. Okay. Um, so I'll be a business reporter permanently, not yeah. just producer. Now I'll be a business reporter for Open News. Um, okay. I'll still be part of the E Media Holdings Group, okay. which is the group that owns ENCA, ETV, yeah. um, YFM, on all those guys. Yeah. Um, we're launching a new channel. All right. So if you're trying to get a new job, <laughs> job late. <laughs> so we're launching a new channel, a new news channel. Yeah. Um, in Cape Town, and I'll be part of the team that's actually kicking off that project. Okay. I'll still be a business reporter, yeah. um, but I'll be moving to Cape Town. Ah, well, we look forward to seeing, you know, you growing and expanding and, you know, creating these new platforms that you're talking about. Okay. How can people, you know, find you out there? You know, these social medias are important nowadays. Well, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I'm not on Facebook, but you can find me on Twitter. Um, it's 
at Anelisa, so A-N-E-L-I-S-A underscore Tuso, my surname, which is T-U-S-W-A. Yeah. Same thing on Instagram. It's Anelisa underscore T-U-S-W-A, which is Tuso. Okay, yeah. so you heard her. Uh, that was us in studio with uh, Annalisa Tuswa, uh, who is a financial journalist uh, in all respects. Um, but, you know, I know I had said last question, but, you know, I, <laughs> as I'm saying in all respects, I have to ask about something very quickly. You've done writing. You're doing TV now. Where's the radio? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have the voice for radio. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I. I have the voice for radio, so I've. <laughs> I've avoided sort of that platform. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but we you know. So you heard consummate uh, media professional and financial journalist uh, Anelisa Tuswa. Thank you so much uh, for being on our show. And uh, we do look forward to seeing you going forward. As you said, you heard her. She was talking about um, some of her journey. I think one of my biggest takeaways uh, from what she was saying was just the fact that a degree is just a degree in so much as you are able to use you know that degree and the knowledge that you get from the classroom is only useful if you can apply it you know in the real world that was the first thing and then my other big takeaway is uh, the fact that she is a very passionate person you can just hear in the way that she answers uh, when she talks about financial journalism and there's a mission the fact that uh, she's out to make concepts of business and the economy accessible to um, the everyday person on the streets and I think that is an amazing mission to be on as a person in the financial journalism sphere I do understand sometimes that we tend to be you know very high level sometimes we throw a lot of words and jargon you know out into into the ether so it's a very good mission that she's on and we look forward to seeing what she's going to be going on to next on the other side of this we come to the end of the show keep it locked this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business buzz that brings this edition of the Business Buzz Show to an end. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to our show. Thank you to Annalisa for coming into the studio and being our brand new heavy for the month. Very awesome lady. And as you can hear, lots of passion and very knowledgeable about what she's doing. And you can tell that this is someone who knows where they're going and possibly how they're going to get there. We're going to definitely be watching to see what she gets up to next. So, as I said, that brings uh, our show to the end. Otherwise, you can get in touch with us and tell let us what you know. Uh, tell us would you want to get into the financial journalism space? What did you think of our interview with Annelisa? On Facebook, we are Vow FM, that's Voice of Vits, and then you can find our Facebook page, that's the Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at Vow FM. Our hashtag is hashtag business Buzz 0840784912. That's our WhatsApp line, and you can stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. You can also find podcasts of the Business Buzz Show on fist.journalism.co.za forward slash business. And with that, we come to the end of the show. Thank you to our amazing team, our executive producer Alma Schutz, together with Klingiwe uh, Zondo. And then our technical production is done by Kutluano Serame. Don't miss the Business Buzz, same time, same 
same place next week for more insight into the world of business. But we are a 24-hour uh, radio station, so definitely make sure you don't turn that down. On the other side of this, we have the team from Life Beats that's going to be keeping you entertained until about 8 p.m. From myself, Mudeo Mob Justice Gavaza, and the rest of the team, is good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only on Vow FM. The Business Buzz Podcast.